Hello, welcome to the Far Fitness Podcast with me, Paul, and me, Mike. And on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about habits. Um, first of all, Paul, how's your week been? Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, can't complain. Busy as. How was your PhD? Uh, it's all right. Actually, made some movement this week, which is which is pretty good. Thank you. Um, rare. Yeah, I didn't realize how much of a Paul Lake a PhD is. That I kind of knew. Everyone warned me, but yeah, I didn't realize how much of a long process some things can be it's ethics long and short of it ethics ethics sucks enough said like look that's, why, that's why i did two systematic reviews yeah they were both shit but i did two systematic reviews i've got a master's degree i'm not denying you that like and i'm saying like you're saying that as if a systematic review is easy they're notoriously known for being the hardest review you can do uh not when you have awesome there we go up there thinking down there for dancing. Absolutely. I enjoy this. Um, so let's get back on. Let's get on topic, shall we? Um, as I said, this week's episode is going to be on habits. Uh, let's kick it off. Paul, what's a habit? Um, According to my notes, <laughs> habits are mental shortcuts. Nice. Is that the Oxford Dictionaries? Do you know? We've got reference for that? Or... <laughs> um, well, I said it technically. So Ellis... 2023. Okay, yeah. I'll however it's definitely not. Okay, um, I'll give you it. <laughs> so habits, I think everybody like everybody knows what habits are, but nobody knows what a habit actually is. So everybody's like, oh yeah, I've got good habits. Oh yeah, I've got bad habits. It's like, well, yeah. But what is a habit? And it being a mental shortcut is essentially what it is, because we don't think about habits, that's why the habits. So your brain's yeah. created a pathway, which is the easiest way for you to do whatever that habit might be, whether that be uh, biting your fingernails, whether it be um, going to the toilet as soon as you wake up in the morning, taking the dog out for a walk. It creates, you, your body creates, or your brain creates these mental pathways where it's a lot easier for you to do these things and you yeah. don't have to think about them. It is completely. This is very much in my realm of research with neuro, neuroscience. Um, oh, you're a scientist. It's, it's very much, pardon? You're a scientist. Neuroscience is my word of research. That, I wouldn't say I'm a scientist. That's, that's a no. <laughs> Big fat no for that one. Um, but no, it, it's the... It's the um... All right, no, sweet. All right, cool. All right, yeah. Um, Jonna, what's a habit? <laughs> what's, a, what's a habit? <laughs> No, I was going to just add on to what you just explained rather well. You were going to give me the neuroscientific version of what a habit is. I can, but I think it's going to be a bit... It'll take ages and... Wordy and I don't have my laptop to Google it right now. There you go, exactly. (laughs) That's it, it's on my notes. Um, No, it's it's, it's that thing of if, you know, what... Andy, do you you brush your teeth with? My right. Right, you ever tried doing it with your other hand? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Have you ever tried brushing your teeth with your hand? <laughs> um, I've not because I'm not a psychopath. Yeah, very, very strange feeling. It's the same if you, I always stare a cup of tea with my right hand and do it clockwise. If you try it with your left hand anti-clockwise, it feels like the world's going to end. It's awful. And that's coming to exactly what you've said. Your so brain's made a neuro pathway. I'm just going to, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm just going to point out to the people listening who don't know who you are. Like, Jono has OCD. <laughs> Right. Severely. So, like, like when when he says, "Oh yes, I I stare at tea with my right hand clockwise," like I've not fucking clue which way I go. <laughs> you see, this is how I think everyone's brain works. However, my ADHD means that I put the hot water in the tea and then leave it for about thirty minutes and come back to it, realizing that I made a cup of tea thirty minutes earlier. Yeah, but then you get a really good strong cup of tea. Oh, I throw it. Oh, do you? 100%. Yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm the opposite. I'll, I'll drink it. Like that little bit of scum on it. That's a good cup of tea. That's when you've got a bit of scum on it. Unpopular opinion, I know. But a bit of scum on top of the tea. That's a good cup of tea. Um, <laughs> so, bring it back round. I mean, you're wrong, but okay. I'll let you off. Entitled to that opinion, but it's very incorrect. Mm, yeah. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, but yeah, bring Darren, it back Darren, round. Darren, the of opinion. <laughs> we cover that in this or? i don't think so i don't i think it's a bad idea that's the kind of words we should just leave um but yeah you're right in what you're saying like i said the brain makes a neural pathway and that's kind of route one and that's why when you try to do things another way it feels really really strange mm-hmm. okay so obviously that's a really complicated way 
for us to explain what habit is. Like everybody knows, like I said, everybody knows what the habit is. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, and let me turn this back on you. Like if you're going to say if you lost your right arm, yep. right? Or you broke your hand or whatever you do. Figure skating on a Saturday afternoon. I do love figure skating. Um and you had to make cups of tea and do pretty much everything you have to do with your right hand, but with your left hand, how long would it be because before that felt normal? Well, for me personally, there's a ray of mental health issues I'd have to get with first with the OCD. <laughs> so that's a, probably longer than than the lay person, as it were. Um, but yeah, but essentially what you've got to do is you've got to um open up something called neuroplasticity, which is basically the plastic changes within your brain that rewire them connections. Um, laptop making noises. Um, but yeah, so you've got to rewire that brain, essentially. So this is why, which we'll come on to later on, the literature says it takes around 66 days, but it does vary. I think it's between something like 30 and a journal I read that was like 200. It all depends on the task. It depends on... I heard it was 21 days. Why did I it was 21 days? Why do we think that's a massive myth? Because I don't know it's a myth. <laughs> Explain to the people, Paul. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure on the myth. I, I don't know the story of it, but please go ahead. So basically, the reason that some people, uh, I, less so nowadays, I would imagine, but some people think that it takes 21 days for a habit to become a habit. Um, that that came from a plastic surgeon because he it basically, he said it took three weeks for someone who had facial plastic surgery after whatever traumatic experience it had gone through for them to look into the mirror and see themselves as that new person. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's where the whole habit myth came from of 21 days. However, if I say to you, I want you to go for a five-minute walk every morning yep. after you wake up, that habit might take 10 days. If I tell you to go for a 5K every day, that habit will probably never stick because it's fucking stupid. Yeah. All right. So the level of, so obviously you said 66 days to 200 plus. The level of that and how long it's actually going to take is how long or how hard that habit is for your neural pathway to change. Exactly. Yeah. So brushing your teeth in the first place, like if, you, if you're a child, brushing your teeth becomes quite habitual quite early on. Yeah. All right. And we've kept that habit. Like I wake up and I brush my teeth. Yeah, that's like the yeah. All right. It, it's you don't even think about that process. It's just there. Oh yeah, it's a bollock and I don't like doing it, but I will do it every day. Yeah. So my speaking of the feel good afterwards. Exactly. And speaking of this, this is quite relevant. I went to the dentist last week and he was like, You need to start flossing every day. So this is something I'm currently doing. And it feels the amount of times I brush my teeth and go downstairs to make a make a cup of tea or something, and I'm like, I need to go back and floss. We're talking about flossing your teeth, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say your towel, towel washing. <laughs> so much talc. <laughs> um, yeah, and like, how has that become habitual for you, or is that now still a bit of a bollock? It? It's still a bit of a bollock. Like, I, I'd say. Less of a bollock? More of a bollock. Symbolic, granted. But I, I would say a good four or five days out of the seven a week, I will go downstairs and go, I ain't flossing, he's got back and floss. I'll okay. use mouthwash. And then I have to go back and floss. So, yeah, bit of an insight into how fun my life is. <laughs> John visits the dentist on next week's podcast. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, obviously, so, yeah. So, what what thing are you putting in place for that habit to stick? So, what, what are you putting? So, you floss every day. So, you're not flossing every day when you should be flossing every day. Why aren't you flossing every day? What are you putting in place to floss every day? Every day. I have, so where my toothbrush normally is in the cabinet, I've moved it back an inch. I put my floss in front of it. So when I take my toothbrush out and I go to put it back, I knock the floss over. That's just because you're clumsy, right? Clumsy, but then I also go, that's I annoying because it's flossing the sink, but I need to floss. So, you know, it's out of the cupboard now. Yeah. Now I put it back and leave. <laughs> go downstairs, make a coffee. I have to go back there, you know, and I think that. It's a nice segue into um, habit shaping, I guess. You know, how do you shape habits? <laughs> like, really just wedge it in there, you know? 
What kind of fucking floss are you using? <laughs> is it not a floss? It's just a wedge. Wedge. <laughs> wedge, wedge of floss. When it's when I'm not keeping my door open with it, I yeah, floss. Yeah, floss with it. Here, that one, you'll pick your teeth. <laughs> really going on a tangent. I just go up my mouth and let Odin get it. Odin's my dog. Yeah, I'm going to say Odin's Odin the dog. He's not, a, you know, you're not a um, believer in Norse gods. You know? <laughs> no, you never know. <laughs> just, uh, I'm not talking about my opinion. Hey, you are, mate. You know, open your mouth and pray for Odin. Yeah. Um, all right, so... <laughs> habit shaping. Habit shaping. So there's two different types of habits, really. Like, if you're going to develop a habit, there's two different ways in which you would um, look at those habits. So you have um, outcome-based habits and identity-based habits. So an outcome-based habits would be um, essentially the order in which it, it sort of manifests itself. So, for example... An outcome-based habit would be, I want to lose weight. So the outcome is, I want to lose weight. Yeah. All right? It's a fucking shit goal. It's a shit outcome because <laughs> it just is, right? Nobody wants to lose a stone and look the same, right? It just doesn't happen. Yeah. All right? It's a different podcast. <laughs> um, or, a, you know, a rant. Can I just put all my rants that I, I do on a daily basis and just put them on a podcast? Put them on a podcast. So you go from outcome... Then you go on to the process. So the process would be, all right, I'm going to track my food or I'm going to go to the gym and train. I'm going to go go for a run, all right? So the process becomes from the habit, yeah. from the outcome. And then, then, you become, then it becomes an identity. So the identity is that you would identify as someone who tracks their food or someone who eats well or he eats healthy or eats clean, whatever the you want to call it. Yeah. All right, you you essentially identify as that habit now. Okay, and that's an outcome based habit. Yes, that makes because sense. the habit comes from the outcome. Yeah, the outcome manifests itself, and then gets the identity. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, thank, lead, thank, you, lead, thank you for just nodding along. Lead you, uh, yeah, people thank can't you. see me nodding. Yeah. Yes, sorry, yes. <laughs> Probably see me glaring at you with a huge Yes, <laughs> right. Then, on the other hand, you've got an identity-based habit, which takes the complete reverse. So you would identify as something, then that would lead to the process, and then that would lead to the outcome, okay? So this is a little bit easier for to understand from a smoking perspective. Okay. So if, I, if you smoked, you, I know you don't. So if you smoked, all right, and I'm hoping that you're going to say the things I want you to say. <laughs> <laughs> we should have rehearsed this. <laughs> all right. So it's, if I said, all right, do you want a cigarette? You would say yes. <laughs> right. So the actual answer I was looking for is no. Let's try that again. Take two. Come on. All right. Would you like a cigarette? No. All right. Thanks for interrupting because I was going to say no. I am not a smoker. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're, not, we're not doing a take through, right? So if I ask, if, so an identity-based habit would come from smoking. Would you like a cigarette? No, I'm not a smoker. Yes. All right. After having been a smoker. Yeah. Yes, that makes so sense. So they've now identified themselves as someone who does not smoke. Right. All right. So the process then becomes that they don't smoke. And the outcome is that they don't smoke because their identity is I'm not a smoker. How many times have you said, <laughs> how many times, Shona, you, as, as you, have you offered a cigarette to someone and they said, no, I'm trying to quit? Yeah, no one's done that. No, yeah, nobody right. says that, you know. No, 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 everybody says that. But nobody, you, you're not the one that offers them. All right, so if yeah. you offered someone a cigarette and they said, no, I'm trying to quit, all right, their identity isn't the fact that they're not a smoker. Their identity... They it's, had, it, yeah, it's, it's, someone that, smoker. it's someone that's trying to quit smoking. Yes, yeah. so that means that their habit is actually an outcome-based habit because they're I, trying to identify as the outcome. Yes. I'm trying to quit. And the same happens with weight loss. All right, so if I said to you, all right, would you like some cake? And you said, no, thank you, because I, 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 I've already eaten my calories already. I'm, I'm happy. I'm satisfied. I'm yeah. full. I've just had a Sunday roast, whatever. Or you say, no, I'm trying to lose weight. All right? Yeah. Just how you manifest that self, that, that in your own head, dictates how successful you're going to be. Because you, if you're always trying to lose weight, you're identifying, you're not identifying as someone who will ever reach that. That makes complete sense. And I guess as well, that kind of, it almost puts, because what's the first thing to, you know, your mum does it all the time. Like, oh, you've had dinner, you've had some dinner at your mum's, do you want some cake? 
no, I'm not. If, if you turn around and say, no, I'm trying to lose weight, the first thing your mum's going to say is, oh, no, you're fine, have a bit of cake. Yep. And it puts that pressure on you. Whereas, I guess, if you say, actually, you know what? I'm full. The chances are you're not going to get that. Oh, go on, you're all right. So it's it kind of... Um... Do you know why I'm full? Because I had to finish my dinner to get presents. <laughs> but again, that's another podcast. Food food as a reward, maybe next week's episode. May not be, don't quote me on that, but we need to do that at some point. <laughs> yeah, so obviously, depending on how you identify as that depends on, on the success of it. And that is where you've got outcome-based habits and identity-based habits as well. Um, yes. So... The identity-based habits are obviously the ones that are probably the more likely to stick because you, you've you had that identifier and you adjust your own beliefs to be able to actually accommodate those habits. Yes. So, for example, if I've got a new client that, that starts with me and I say, all right, we're going to go to the gym. They, they aren't going to the gym because they want to lose weight. They go to the gym because they want to go to the gym and become healthier. So they, then they sense. start identifying as someone who becomes a gym goer. I go to the gym. I lift weights. I train. Not, I'm going to the gym because I want to lose weight. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's a very strong statement and then a not so strong statement. The I go to the gym because I want to go to the gym to lift weights. Yeah, it's a lot stronger statement of oh, I need to lose weight. So I need to go to the gym. Yeah, and if if I said if someone said to you, um, I can't think of an example, but if if I if I ask you a question and you said, "All right, I'm doing that," yeah, okay, or you answered with, "I'm trying to do that," yes, all right, the trying would indicate that you've got absolutely no fucking clue of where you're going with this. Yeah, you're almost setting yourself up to fail in a way, I guess. If you take it back to the smoking example, you know, it's the I'm trying to quit. Oh, I'm trying to quit. My, well, da- my, which... my dad, all right, he quit at sixty, and he said. He said for about four years before he was 60, as long as I turn 60, I'm going to quit. Yeah. He must have had four or five cigars a day. Yeah. And he's not had one since. Yeah. And it is, I mean, it is a strange familial stubbornness, I'd say. And it's the other oh, stubbornness, oh, yeah. the other stubbornness that, you know, it's, you know, well, I've it's said it now, so it's happening. And, you know, obviously smoking is, you know, there's addiction side to that, which we're no, by no means qualified to even go into. Oh. But obviously... oh, no, wait, what? You're a neuroscientist. Is my specialty addiction? Why isn't it? Because it doesn't interest me. Fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm tr- yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, as I say, it's um, I've completely lost track of where I am now, to be honest with you, Paul. <laughs> so basically, which one of us has ADHD? What do you reckon? <laughs> They're all linked. My dad definitely does. Yeah, I can. Ah, yes. That's what I'm about. Well, Steve, finish it. Steve smoking. That's what exactly what it was. And we're not psychiatrists. And then you went on a tangent and I lost my place. Basically, but, basically I, with, with the smoking thing, obviously what I think you're trying to say is that it's not just something that you can just quit because they, there is an addiction thing, like, obviously to it because yeah. of nicotine. However, I would say that most habits have an addictive process. Completely agree. You get that dopamine hit every single time. Yeah. yeah. I've got tablets of that. Yeah. Um, okay, so my CD for that. <laughs> so much talk to me. Uh, really shouldn't be laughing about this on a podcast that's going out there because people get the wrong idea. But you know, okay, fair enough. I mean, I don't disagree. I do not disagree that we probably shouldn't be making fun of it our, ourselves. But here we are. Yeah. Right. So, if we're going to create good habits, all right, there are three, four different things that I would probably say. All right. Okay. You want to start with sure some? So Don't just start. I would say make it obvious. Okay. All right. So like, like if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna create a new habit, make it obvious. So make it in plain sight. So you look at your floss, for example. Like if yep. you're gonna floss, it's because you've just essentially ploughed it into the sink. Yep. All and right. gone. Oh yeah, I need to do that. Yeah. In the same way that with my meds, I forget to take my meds pretty much every morning, so they are now behind the sink. Yeah. And. Mine's the, yeah, the only thing on my countertop. Yeah, mine's ne- my meds are always next to the coffee machine. Exactly. I used to do that, but now my coffee machine's in a cupboard. So yeah, that makes it exciting. Then I would use like that positive, positive framework of like I will uh, 
I will go to the gym at 6 p.m. tonight. Yes. At so and so gym. All right. And then make that like put it in your calendar, put it, put it out there, tell people. Because like people around you will be like, like if they take any interest, they'll be like, oh, did you go to the gym? Like, I know you went to Glasgow the, the weekend. Did you go to Glasgow this week? I did, yeah. Yeah. There you go. But it was minging at five, like minus 17 degrees. It was actually warmer up there than it was down here. That's disappointing. <laughs> All right. And then we can use habit stacking. So you could throw the habit. So if we take John as flossing, like the habit was toothpaste. So then you can stack the flossing on top of it by having the floss next to the toothpaste. Yeah. Okay. And then we design our environment. So environment is one of those things that, We'll probably have a podcast on in the near future, but it's probably one of the most important things when it comes to sort of weight loss, fat loss, muscle gain, whatever you want to do yeah. in terms of training, health, fitness, etc. Because, and we'll go on to this, but there's a way that habits manifest themselves and there's a way that cravings manifest themselves and basically it becomes because you see them. All right. And making, making the habit obvious in terms of that visual cue is huge yeah right great job for bringing that that flossing thing to do today. yeah i know right the flossing you know <laughs> absolutely nearly because i don't have anything it almost works that they're really expensive dentist che- just normal checkup um worth it <laughs> absolutely 70 quid for some floss uh, more right. but you know <laughs> all right so I'll put the money back <laughs> right. um then second thing i'd make it attractive all right so using te- use temptation like pair your action that you want to do with the one that you need to do. So we can't use your toothpaste to toothbrush one with this because nobody really wants to brush them teeth the teeth. Like some people really do, they really enjoy that clean feeling. Dentists, oral hygienists. For example, like I do this all the time. Like I don't particularly like going to the gym. So okay. because the gym is near work, I will put the gym straight after work mm-hmm. so that that makes sense. Because if I go if I go home after I'm not back. And chances are a lot of people wouldn't, especially like like such a scenario, right? You've just done your nine five, whatever you do for a living, you've just done that. It's December, it's minus one outside, it's pitch black at R five when you get out of work. The last thing a lot of people want to do is go home, have the dinner, get changed, come back out, go to train, and then go home again. Yeah, because what will happen is they'll have the dinner. They'll be like, oh, well, I've just had my dinner, so I've got to wait for yeah. like 90 minutes. Like swim, right? Yeah. Well, otherwise, you're just going to sink. And like you walk in, the fire's on, the dog's real happy to see you. You've yeah. got to walk the dog. You might have work to do. There's so many things that are going to create friction to that positive habit. Yeah. So that what you need to do is you need to make that habit attractive by putting it with something you like. Simple. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, like get people around you that actually help. Yeah. Like, so get so basically, this is why again this is gonna this this is gonna be one of those podcasts where like about seven podcasts come on the back of it. But <laughs> like, how many people do you know who have started a fitness journey, lost weight, uh, put all these positive habits into a position, and then they've lost friends because of it? I see what exactly what you're saying. Yeah. They've essentially outgrown people. Yes. So, uh, like. Say, for example, that your friends, all everything they do is always around alcohol. Yes. All right. I don't drink very much. Um, I really don't like going out because I don't really like people that much. No offense. Um, <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you if you have people around you that sort of are like, oh, instead of, instead of going out on a night out, oh, do you want to come to the gym with me? I've got this new class I want to try. Yeah. Or... I'm going for a walk. I'm going for a hike. Tomo, Tomo, the other day was like, "Oh, me and Andy going for a hike on Saturday. If you fancy it." Yeah, I didn't, but it's nice to get asked. Yeah, exactly. It's it's. I know exactly. What you're saying. It doesn't even have to be as big as that. It's if you are somebody that likes going out and doing the social side of things, but you're saying, "Okay, I'm not gonna have twelve pints. I'm gonna have diet. Coke. I'm gonna drive. I'm gonna drink diet coke." It's having people around you that won't be like, "Oh, you're drinking. That's boring." Same as when same as your mum. Yeah, asking you after your meal if you want cake, and you say no. I'm trying to lose weight. Yeah, again, so, we need to do a podcast on environment. Yeah, because <laughs> they say, but it is. It's just having that, creating that, um, that culture around you, essentially. Of, oh, I'm doing this and ever, and everyone going, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and then, like, obviously, you want to like. So we've got make it desirable, make like make it attractive. 
make it obvious and then make it easy and make it satisfying. Like there's obviously a reason that some of these habits are, are, are put in place. So like the whole 10,000 steps, like nobody wants to do fucking 10,000 steps when they, they habitually do 2,000. Yeah. It's a like, big mountain to climb. Jump. So be like, all right, we're going to have 2,500 average. Yeah. Because they can literally sit on their ass, do exactly the same, the same thing Monday to Friday. And on a Saturday and Sunday, they've just got to hit 5,000 steps and that will average out at 2,500 of the week, maybe even a little bit more. Yeah, quick, and quick that, that makes so sense. It's easy. All right. And it's satisfying because those 5,000 steps extra that they might do on, on like a weekly basis might just put them into a calorie deficit. They're probably going to feel better. Yeah. All right. They're going to get fresh air. So they're going to get some, potentially some vitamin D. They're not going to literally be sat on their ass all day. And it's actually going to be satisfying for them because it's like, actually, yeah, I've done that. That's, like, it's easy. Yeah. And I've completed it. That's exactly it. And it's that dopamine hit from that. It's the achievement side of things, Super you know? Dopamine. So, but so much dopamine. Um, uh, but no, there is. There's that little, there's that little uh, you know, chemical based reward saying, okay, awesome. I, you know, I said I was going to do this. I've done it. Like, great. And I suppose it's... um, It's like... Uh, sorry to interrupt before you stumbled over the thing that you've not obviously, obviously not prepped for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost like a to-do list. It's like, how satisfying is it when you just get something written off our to-do list. Oh, so satisfying. How many, how many of us, me included, Terry Jeffords, guilty, put someone on the list that they've ever completed just so they can take it off? 100%. <laughs> Literally that four hours ago. <laughs> I've got lists everywhere. Points to list. Yeah. Put that next to him. Um, so obviously on the back of that, um, so there's how to create a good habit in about 150 million minutes. Yeah. And a lot of tangents. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on the on the back of that, like it's also good if we know how to break a bad habit. Yeah. All right. So we all have them. So make it uh, like to get a good habit, make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. Obviously, with a bad habit, it's essentially just a bad habit. Like make like the opposite. <laughs> so make it invisible <laughs> make it not there oh, wait, so oh, no, this like is going. if we if you know for example that um your you get home and you in, immediately go to the biscuit cupboard right yeah you just don't like biscuits right simple yeah all right so reduce the exposure that you're getting from these foods and that will reduce the cue for you to get the craving that would then get the reward from the food yes simple as uh, make it unattractive. So make it so that you're like it's super ugly, like like the opposite of um, like me going to the gym because I go to go to work or I go do if I go play snooker and I go to the gym before it. Mm. It's because I want to go play snooker. Yes. So I'm, I'm all right. Well, I'll stop off of the gym beforehand to then go play snooker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Layman's terms, really? Yeah, 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 that makes yeah. sense. Um, and like, oh, like, comes back to sort of the identity based habits of like changing the mindset behind it and highlighting the benefits of not doing that bad habit. Yes. And <clears throat> um, I'll, uh, I'll finish this before I go on another tangent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> right. um, so make it difficult. And then make it unsatisfying. So make it hard. Make it difficult for you to achieve that 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 bad habit. Yeah. So like, there's absolutely no chance that I'm gonna. Once I'm home, I'm going to go back out if I'm in for the night. Yeah. And we all say, "Oh, I'm in for the night now." Yeah. All right. I've said that at two p.m. Right. <laughs> we'll lock the door. Yeah. That's not getting opened again until tomorrow. No. Yeah. <laughs> if Odin wants to go for a walk, let him. All right. <laughs> all right. So make it make it difficult. Make it hard for you to fall into these bad habits again. So you've got to create that friction. That friction comes from making it invisible, making it unattractive, making it like that negative. And like the government tried, like with smoking, the government tried doing this. Yeah. It's 2005, 2004 now? Around that, yeah. With a smoking ban, like now you, now there's a stigma because you have to go outside. And like, I don't work in an office, but if I worked in an office and some, some person who smoked, Gets paid the same amount as me, but goes on three smoke breaks a day. Yep. And gets what? A five minute smoke break that takes it 10 into 15. Yeah. All right. That's almost an hour they're getting. I'm leaving 45 minutes early. Yeah. 
Nobody stopping me. It used to happen where I worked in Anders. Like you get people, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just going to take off my break. Did the fuck? No, no one does. Nobody does because they don't see. I think it's because it's a part of it's a part of the smokers. Habit. No, I wanted you to say identity. Identity, identity, yeah. But no, I was going to say it's their habitual pattern because it's their identity. So they see it as, oh, I'm just going for a quick fag. They see that as seconds. That's normal, yeah. Yeah, like that. They don't, they don't see that actually it takes, you know, if you're working in the food sector, for example, at Nando's, they have to go out, you know, they, they do they smoke, then they have to come in, wash their hands, X, Y, and Z, come back onto the floor. It's 10 minutes. 10, 15 minutes. Oh, you know, they chat with someone as they're walking in and out. You're right, completely. Yeah. So, obviously, if we want to, like, breaking bad habits. So, I used to bite my nails before I then stopped biting my nails, and now I bite my nails again. Right? So, ignore the fact that I do that, right? <laughs> so, let's imagine that I don't bite my nails currently, and I was in the position where I didn't bite my nails. Okay. All right? So... Basically, I actually read the book Atomic Habits by uh, James Clear, which is where most of this podcast is coming from. <laughs> so, but, um, and my grandma used to t- always have, always tell me off about my nails. Yeah. Because she would always used to bite her nails and then she was like, oh, I don't bite them anymore. <laughs> Get off your eye, horse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but don't bite your nails. So she, she couldn't remember where the horse was, ironically. Um, very inside joke, that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so, just stop me biting my nails, I booked a manicure. Yeah. All right. So, for me to turn up with a manicure with the nails I've got now, like most of my nail, like most of my fingers hair because I've bitten them so yeah. much and they're just essentially bleeding. All right. But for, when I booked a manicure, it made me turn up with at least some nail some nail to be filed and then i've i've got a like a monetary value that i've put on my nails yeah. now that You've i'm going to bite them i mean yeah. i only had ever had one and it did last i just oh, yeah. filed them myself afterwards because fuck no it's expensive yeah you don't know how expensive they are but no you know what's really funny about yeah, that i remember i remember tra- we were training and you went i haven't bit my nails for a week and that actually made me recognize I bite my nails quite a lot. And ever since then, I ain't done it. All right, fucking. Because I never had sure. ne- <laughs> big bollocks. Into a Lebanon reef Man- this week. Manicure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it, it's the, like I say, it's, it's the, it was that ingrained in my script and my habitual. You identified as someone who identified bit their nails. my nails. Yeah, exactly. To the point where I didn't even realize I was doing it most of the time. And it was you saying, oh, yeah, you know. And COVID as well was kind of a thing. It was like, you kind of realise again, you know how much you pick up and stuff. But yeah, that that was the thing that made me. You saying it made me go. Actually, I need to change that. Yeah. Um. So obviously, that's that's kind of friction for the bad habits. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so when it comes to habits, so there's a four, a four sort of letter step. And the way I want to frame this is basically like if if you know you're going to have a pizza tonight. All right. So if you're going to have a pizza tonight and you're going to um, go or take away or whatever your favorite foods are. All right. There, and how many times, and you can message me how many times if you want. How many times have you had a, a meal or had something where you've essentially G'd it up so much that it's never actually fulfilled the expectation. Yeah, okay. I know completely what you mean. So, like, you might have been craving this pizza for a week, and you're like, oh, yes, we I can't wait for this pizza. You spent six days absolutely hammering your diet, and, like, you're now having a cheat meal, which is just fucking stupid, but that's, not, that's another podcast completely. <laughs> um, so you're having this shit cheat meal that should definitely not be called a cheat meal because it's not really cheap because it's just fucking food. Let's get on with it. Right? And you big this pizza up, pepperoni passion, Domino's, stuff crushed. Right, and because why not? Because if you're gonna go cheat me, it's gonna be four thousand calories, right? Yeah, you're having the wedges on the side with the cheese on because that's cute. Then thoughts on garlic dip. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I agree. I think it's over again. Another it's not shit, it's absolutely fucking delightful, but Domino's is shit because Domino's is only good because of the garlic dip. Ah, so yeah, you're entitled to your opinion essentially incorrect. Right. Yes, my podcast, it's wrong. Right. So 
yeah, so he waited for this pizza for six days. He hammered your diet. He'd literally been eating chicken salad and broccoli and, yeah, starving, right? And then you get this pizza and shit, yeah. right? The reason that it's crap is because you actually get the reward before you even eat it. So all your serotonin is firing as you are as you're ordering the pizza, as you're just about to get that pizza in your mouth. Almost the anticipation, right? Yep. That's where all the reward comes. That's where all your serotonin dopamine is dumped. Hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So you get and that's there. why it's disappointing. Yeah. And it's the same way, another little anecdote for you, if someone else makes the food for you, it will taste better. Yes. Because as you're making the food, the reward and the dopamine release is sort of drip fed throughout the, the making process. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. So that then when you actually eat it, it doesn't taste as good because you've got less, less of a dopamine response. Yes. Whereas someone else makes it for you. Oh, there's a sandwich. Here. Oh, yeah, sweet. Ooh, buzzy. Yeah, it could be a plain cheese sandwich, it's which same... is nothing wrong with, but it tastes better if someone else made you it. Yeah, exactly. It's the same that, like, it's, well, if you've got a night out that's been planned, it's shit. Where if you've got a, a night out where food were like, oh, yeah, sweet, it's like 20 to 8. Yeah, but if you fancy it, yeah, it's more it's spontaneous. More than... spontaneous is better. All right. And what happens is um, for habits and, and sort of um, that reward response, is it goes through four steps. So you have that cue. So that cue could be anything. It's usually a sense. It's usually a sight, sight smell, or taste. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, could be a feeling, I guess. Yeah. Um, if you don't talk about food. Um, like, I don't know, whatever you want to... It comes in many forms. Yes. And that cue then leads to the craving. So you might see a donut... You might walk past a pastry shop. You might smell the smell. You might uh, see a donut and you're like, oh, yeah, sweet, I want a donut. Yeah. All right. Then you have the response, which is the dopamine, and then the reward comes from that. Yeah. Okay. So if you limit the cue, right, which is sort of that friction of the habit. So if you're going to walk past a donut shop on the way home from work every night, every day, and you're always stopping in for a donut because it's a smell, it's habitual. You can create that friction or reduce that habit by removing yourself from the situation and taking a different route with them. Makes sense. Crossing the road. Yeah. All right. Um, if you've got biscuits in the house and the cue for you to eat a biscuit is to, as you've seen that biscuit or knowing that it's in the house, get them out of the house. Yeah. Just don't buy it. All right. So, um, obviously, we can. Create habits from that, though. Yeah? Yeah. So, for example, like if we want to create a habit nice and easily, all right, you can essentially split that into phases. Okay. All right. So, um, if you want to, for example, um, say you want to become a vegetarian. Right. All right, you decide that you become vegetarian because you don't like the fact that, like, lambs are cute and we eat them right so instead of just suddenly becoming vegetarian you would probably stage that yes like if someone said to me i would become vegan like i won't i won't tell them that they're an idiot or anything like that because it's a very valid form of eating Mm -hmm. yes especially in in modern times but you can't just suddenly go from being a meat eater and then meat pretty much every day yeah and then monday morning right no meat no meat new fish or dairy that's why veganuary is just so you'd obviously increase your vegetable intake, you'd start, or you reduce the amount of meat that you'd eat yeah. over, the, um, over the week, or you'd sort of essentially like cut out the animals that it comes from. <laughs> you might okay. just be like, oh, I'm just going to eat chicken. And then yeah. you might just be like, oh, I'm just going to eat fish. All right. Um, and then like after a while, it just becomes less and less and less, and they get substituted with more vegetarian products or more vegan products, yeah. your, your corns and your Linda McCartney minces and all these other things. And that process might take six months. Yeah. Um, that might process might take six weeks, depending on sort of how quickly and how much meat you'd eat in fairness. That's it. And you've got to start, but you've got to start somewhere, I guess. Yes, yeah. essentially. And this is this is why a lot of people fail, is because they have that unrealistic unrealistic expectation of how long it takes to build a new habit 
24 circle, yeah. <laughs> almost like, almost like the pandas. Um, I'd say mildly semi-structured at best. <laughs> Mild semi is sometimes all you need. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one. I'm not going to get involved. <laughs> Why would anybody get involved in that? <laughs> What a my what mild semis. Yeah, my mine, especially. <laughs> anyway, so um obviously like people have that unrealistic expectation that habit's gonna be 21 days or um I'm going to I'm going to hit 10,000 steps, I'm gonna wake up in the morning, I'm gonna go 5k run, and then I'm gonna have uh, a V like a vegetable smoothie with like kale. And, and more kale, yeah, and whatever else goes in them, yeah, carrots, beetroot, mm-hmm. and yeah. all this kind of crap, right? And you wake up in the morning, it doesn't happen, and even if it did, it tastes like ground. Yeah, <laughs> just, just tastes. <laughs> How would you smoothie? Soily. <laughs> just tastes like someone dug up my garden. <laughs> like a very underwashed potato. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes, um, and it's because of that. It's because people are like, all right, well, I want to lose a stone. All right, yeah, they don't. Let's face it again, another podcast. But they'll they think are oh, they going to lose a stone in in twelve days? Yeah, six weeks, right? And yes, they can lose a stone in that. But the habits and and sort of the sacrifices that come along with that is, is just stupid. You're going to be miserable. So. What needs to happen then is your goal is to, I want to lose weight or I want to go to the gym or I want to do X, Y, or Z, is you need to reverse engineer that goal from the from where you want to be to the point you are now and build those steps that you're going to build between now and then. Yeah. So, for example, if I wanted to do a 10K. Yes. All right. Right now, I could probably run a 5K. I ran 6k on a Thursday with a couple of stops. All right. I could probably run a 10k within two months, I would say. Yeah. Like comfortably and like without feeling like I'm going to throw up every turn. All right. So I would be like, all right, well, within a couple of weeks, I'd probably say within two weeks, I want to be running 7k. I would just break it down like that. Yeah. In the same way that if I wanted to lose weight, I would literally start by tracking my calories and tracking my protein. Yeah. All right, I would become more active. Yeah. All right, I'd probably put those three in place first. Yeah. And then after a week of me doing them solidly, when they're starting that habit process, they're now starting to ingrain those neural pathways. I'd then be like, all right, well, I'm going to start my sleep out. I can't sleep properly. All right, if I want to wake up at six to go to the gym at seven, I don't want to be going to bed at 12. Yeah. So, so right. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to make sure I go to bed by 10 o'clock. Yeah. All right, and then... I start going to bed at 10. And then what happens is I'll be like, all right, well, I'm going to bed at 10, but I'm not sleeping very well. Yeah. So I'm going to go to bed at 10, but I'm also going to read before I before I go to bed. Yeah. Half an hour. Just read. And then you're there. Yeah, exactly. So you start stacking these habits on top of each other so that they become habitual. And then now if you just take my evening routine, like I go to bed at like half nine, 10 o'clock. I read, I use lavender oil. I've got white noise of thunderstorms. <laughs> yeah. And like I have a shower and a stretch before I go to bed. Yeah. But I didn't do all five of them before I like at once. No, you do, and I think that's uh it's um it's an easy way to like bang yourself out with it. And I know it sounds I know it sounds daft because you're going to bed, you know, you bang yourself going to bed, but if you're going right, well, yeah, it's you can't put too much pressure on it if you had too much at once, I guess. So it's like, oh god, it's half eight and I've got a still walk the dog or whatever that might be you know as like you say if you're just doing one so say your thing is i want to get a shower and have a bit of a stretch before i get in bed at 10 it just adds up it just you know yeah you lose you kind of lose track of time like and i think it's so easily done because we have unrealistic expectations of how long things take nowadays well god yeah fucking you're the wet oh 100 percent. that that half an hour drive will take me five minutes in my mind yeah every single time yeah, I'm a nightmare. I'm the other way. Yeah. I'll allocate the half hour for a five minute drive. Yeah. Like, 
Whereas well, yours, yours, is, yours is an OCD trait and mine's an ADHD trait. Yeah, maybe that's why we're such good friends. <laughs> Don't kid yourself, we're not friends. We're not friends. <laughs> Mild acquaintances at best. Um, but it's, no, there's a ha- there's a happy medium somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I think absolutely. it's the same. It's the same with habits. It's the right. You're not gonna go, you know, full full pelt at it and say right, starting Monday is that old age thing in it of like oh yeah well that starts monday and it's wednesday you know it's that thing but yes what what that tends to then what i've always seen it tends to incorporate is okay yeah well diet starts monday i'm going to go to the gym on monday um i'm going to be up early and sleep well and x y and z and then by wednesday thursday the person's absolutely knackered because i'd say by five at five a.m (laughs) <laughs> the person's absolutely knackered yeah because the body's hurting you know they're, they're tired because i don't know the kids had them up on the tuesday night and weren't very well and were off school the next day and stuff like that so there, there's so many variables where like you said it's just kind of slowly slowly add one add one add one and get there yeah end of the end of the day like there's absolutely no rush for anybody getting fitter and healthier yeah. as long as they're moving forward it's like the journey of a thousand miles like if this week you walked 10 of those but next week you walked one you shouldn't get down about that only walking one because you're now one mile closer than you were at the start of the week <coughs> it's Definitely. better than zero is it 10 no we still move forward yeah all right so it's about moving forward regardless of speed and not being stationary yeah one step forward's better than stationary yes and you know and I, I know i'm guilty of that like it's again it's an ocd thing of oh you haven't done that what an idiot and kind of it's almost there's again there's a there's a um there's a negative connotation to that i guess but yeah it's so it's easy to get into but it's easy to beat yourself up about that but also be kind to yourself and realize that you might take a back step but just keep going forward like you take a back step you say like you say you're doing 2,000 steps a day. You want to be 3,000 a day, but you only do like 1,800 one day because work was busy. Yeah. Okay, well, what are you going to do the next day? Just do a few more. Yeah. You know? So, obviously, like, we've probably talked for about an hour and a half. Well, it seems like an hour and a half. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so, just to finish off. So, if someone came to you yep. as a neuroscientist, as a doctor of neurology. Not a doctor yet. <laughs> at least we know you are um as a future doctor of neuroscience yes what would you say is the number one habit that they should be or the ha- habit recommendation that you would give them for me the one thing that changed um had a big impact for me it's stretching before bed personally it had a big knock-on effect with it was so I use, um, it's not called Romwod anymore. Is it not? No, they've changed the name, but I can't never remember the name, but it was essentially what was Romwod. Um, and I started using that just before bed. It's called Pliability now. Um, it's much better name. Yeah, so much better name. <laughs> um, do, do you want actually to actually say what Pliability is? Yeah, so Pliability is a... We are not affiliated with this. We're not affiliated with We're not. Yeah. We're, we're, we're already one. Yeah, that's, that's all. It's like... Imagine if we did get paid for this, Jesus. Um, but no, so pliability is basically an app that's anywhere between 10 minutes to 45 minute stretching sessions. It's accompanied with a very smooth voiced gentleman um, and has some very nice, just kind of relaxing music in the background as well. So I will, for bed most nights, I will go into the spare room where it's dark, put the yoga mat down. Um, and basically just do one of them and you, you come up like that's had a big effect for me because okay i'm relaxed before bed similar to yourself with reading i'm nice and relaxed before bed i'm a little bit looser feel a bit better i've got that chemical neurochemical hit that i need and i'm like right yeah i'm ready for bed now and it's that almost pavlovian response i guess of okay i've stretched like done me wrong what sleep time and I'm tired by the end of it. So for me, that's the thing that's had a big impact for me. Um, I'll have a question to you. What do you think your, um, if you had one habit you could recommend, what would you suggest? And obviously, 
depends on the person but yeah go on um so i think the one that it's probably always been there because like habits will come and go like we know that uh the one that's always been there has been reading before bed yeah um I, I mean through covid i walked every morning i used to go for a walk and hit sort of eight thousand steps before like six yeah um but i had a photo shoot that year as well so yeah it was kind of a there was another factor it, it wasn't really a habit it was kind of a non-negotiable but i'd say reading before bed um and making sure that you're not reading anything that stresses you out yeah so a lot of people i i and i used to i used to do this i was guilty of this and i'd used to read books that were sort of work based i remember trying to read the um the women's book volume one which was all about um female health menstruation um all the all different types of contraception all 11 of them within the yeah. five categories that there are and it was so heavy that you kind of just there was no point in reading you were fried by the yeah. end of it and your brain was going and it so everything off. i'd now just read sort of sci-fi fiction really sort yeah. of that fantasy kind of vibe that we're both enjoying yeah where people are jumping around with dragons and shit and yeah. it yeah i just fall asleep and yeah sometimes i'm like fucking, i can't wait till to go to bed tomorrow because i want to read this book yeah and like i'm in bed at eight o'clock like yeah like, yeah, like a kid at christmas like yeah. you know like and then it turns out shit but like, <laughs> because like you're like i think with books like you read like say for 500 pages you read like 450 pages for this climax and then it ends in like two pages yeah <laughs> so disappointed but it is and and i think it's um we've both said to kind of two pre-bed rituals there um but it's finding finding what works for you if you don't like reading if you're not a big fan of stretching okay well audiobooks you know things like that these them if you've gone audible there's them sleep skate podcasts with them half a bit of sleep doesn't have to be obviously could no. it be tracking your food it could just be that could be going to the gym three times a week yep could be going to the gym once a week yeah a five minute walk walking an extra 500 steps a day little exactly. incremental changes exactly excellent almost like climbing a ladder in small steps is a lot easier than the big big jumps oh it's such a salesy thing that <laughs> it's like it's on the infographic i got the infographic oh do you, do you do you think sharks are bothered about no they just go around biting stuff because the shark oh god he went to do you think on a monday that sharks think about it being monday yeah the sharks oh, are going oh, being sharks oh just biting stuff and being shot oh get over yourself i hate oh no <laughs> stuff like that freaks me um anyway but i think we should that's you know, let's have this rant off there um so thank you for everyone for listening i hope you found it useful um i'm sure paul won't mind me saying if there's any questions ping them over to you on yeah, where can they find you to do that paul instagram paul underscore ellis underscore mp um and if you go on my link and bio and want to develop my habits you can come on to my not a slimming world not a slimming club. I always do that. Mainly because I hate slimming world. Um, not uh, us, we're uh, going to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> no, not enough people listening to Yeah, that. true. <laughs> um, not a slimming club. Club free trial. It starts on the 28th of March. Basically, it's five days yeah. of habit building, getting you set so you've got a platform to build upon. Um, so you can find that in my bio on my Instagram page. Um, again, that Instagram page is Paul underscore Ellis underscore MP. <laughs> <laughs> that sales unified. Not the shark thing. Buy my you know, shit. <laughs> I'm a shark. Buy my stuff. Mm, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, <laughs> thank you for everyone for listening and have a great week. We will speak to you next week. Cheers, guys. <laughs>